the Austin Approach. I'm your co-host, Bryce Duby. And I am your co-host, Michelle Lau. Welcome to the podcast, everybody. Hey, Bryce. Hey, how's it going? It's going very well. Yeah, it's it's been very, very busy for us. I don't know about you all, but we, we had a lot of news come out recently, and I'm super excited to talk about all of it um, as far as the future of the airport. We can only get so much into it today, but I know you've been working on pieces of it. I've been working on pieces of it, and it's a new word. We're excited to teach everybody. Um, so we're going to talk a tiny bit about AEDP. Yes, AEDP, the Airport Expansion and Development Program. So it sounds like a very technical thing, and it is sort of a technical thing. Um, really, for you, the listener, the big thing is this is kind of the beginning. We made an announcement on kind of what the the roadmap for the future is going to look like for the airport as far as some of the our initial plans for expansions and things that we're going to be doing. Um, this is really going to be the biggest expansion um, of any airport in central Texas aviation history. Uh, and it's going to be starting fairly soon and continuing over the next few years. But it's super exciting stuff. This is not the episode really to get into all the details on it. We are already actively booking some of our subject matter experts to talk a little bit more about all of these pieces. Uh, but it is it is super exciting. Everyone's been asking ever since we announced uh, our 2040 master plan a couple years ago. Like, what are you guys going to do? When is this building start starting? When are these things going to be going? When are you guys going to start like expanding the airport? And this is really some of that initial announcement as far as what that's going to look like in the future. Yes, I think people are very familiar with the 2040 master plan and the 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 concepts that we had and what we were planning to do by by 2040 with the airport and and a, a new terminal build. And we've really had to rethink that strategy over the last year uh, with COVID and the impact of COVID. And now we have our airport expansion and development plan, which is basically the results of how we have uh, reshaped the future based upon what what the the present and the past offered us over over 2019 and 2020. So it's a, it's really exciting. There's an awful lot of work that has gone into the strategic planning of this and the the, the thoughts behind this and and basically the feasibility as well of how do we meet passenger needs while still uh, expanding. So a pretty pretty cool project altogether. Yeah, and if you want more information, you can go to our website. We put out a news release uh, recently that's got some more details as far as the breakdown. Kind of the big takeaway that, folks, if if you want to kind of get that meat and potatoes, there's going to be three kind of major elements. One, we're we're going to be really optimizing the Barbara Jordan terminal to really help improve uh, a lot of the passenger processing things, whether that's security, ticketing, baggage, all those types of things, uh, working on really doing some airfield improvements and utility work so that we can be prepared to build out in the future uh, with everything else and prepare for these new construction activities. And then, of course, the big one that a lot of folks have been kind of generating some buzz on is there is going to be a new midfield concourse with um, the availability for 10 new gates and new taxiways coming down the road as well. Exciting stuff. We are going to be an incredibly busy airport over the next few years. Yeah, and I think that's what makes this program so exciting is it really does set up AUS for the future. I mean, really gets us prepared to like we know Austin's growing. We know air traffic's growing. We've looked at our numbers. I mean, coming out of COVID. And this is that really some of those first steps into getting back like you like as you like to say, getting back to better. Getting back to better, Bryce. I hope getting back to better still includes us having the chance to continue this podcast. You're not going to be too busy to talk to me, are you? 
No, fortunately, I think I think it, there's going to be a lot of growth here. I mean, hopefully we, we're hopefully I think we're even going to be bringing on some folks even to our team so that we can assist with all this because it is going to be such a major project um, working on all of that between all the new air service that we've seen coming to Austin, this increased passenger demand, and now uh, what the future is going to look like with AEDP and um, the airport's expansion. It's an exciting time really to be at AUS. Um, I agree. And shameless plug for folks who do want to join the AUS team. I know we've mentioned it before. There are several opportunities. You can always go to our website or you can go if you want to work specifically with the Department of Aviation. You can go to the city of Austin's uh, website and search aviation jobs. There are a lot of really great opportunities. Uh, We're hopefully going to talk a little bit more about some of those in the future. One I do want to mention really quick is our concession partners. Mm. So they are hiring um, all sorts of jobs. By the time you hear this, we're actually will have hosted our first job fair with one of our concession partners, um, Parodies. So we're working with Parodies to host a job fair this week for a lot of their different um, concession opportunities here at the airport. There was one that was on the 21st, but then there's going to be another one again on July 27th. Uh, and the really cool thing about that is uh, we've partnered with our uh security and badging folks over in badging ID. So folks who can come in and say they find the job that they want to do, and it's something we've actually talked about before, Michelle, they're going to be able to come in, apply. If they get hired on the spot, they can go right over and work with badging ID and get those badges so that they can really streamline that process so they can start work as soon as possible. Wow, that's brilliant. Can you imagine? Can you imagine going to a job fair and walking out employed? I, it's, I mean, particularly anyone who's worked in, I mean, I, I mean, our badge and ID folks are super busy with the thousands of people who work here at the airport, but like that can, that can be a, a lengthy process sometimes. So like, it's a really cool thing that we're able to really streamline linking up the folks who are doing the hiring with the folks who are doing the security screening, getting all those pieces together. Cause that's really exciting to get folks uh, to really help build out the U S team. Yeah, and and you you hit the nail on the head right there, Bryce. It's it's all about team, right? Because we're we're all we are all one airport. That's the that's the whole spirit of it is that we're all one airport. When Parties uh, gets their employees through the door, then we all win. Absolutely. So speaking of concessions, one thing I noticed uh, over the weekend apparently it was National Ice Cream Day. I didn't even know there was such a thing. It's a good job I had some ice cream last week. I mean, it's it's all those kind of those social media ones. It's probably a proclamation that was somewhere or something. I don't I don't know all the details on it, but I do know that if you are flying through Austin, you have an opportunity to get some of the best ice cream that I have ever had over at Amy's Ice Cream. Yes, Amy's Ice Cream. I mean, it delicious all of the time. It it never ever uh, it never disappoints. What's your favorite one? I mean, this is going to sound extremely boring, but the Mexican vanilla that they make, it's, I mean, it's one of the ones that they're famous for. It's fantastic. It's so good. I know. And you guess what? That's my favorite too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, they, they make lots of great crazy flavors, but their vanilla ice creams. I mean, it's, I mean, there's a reason they're, they're a local Austin institution. I mean, they're just fantastic. And so what do you put on it? Anything? Um, I haven't had, I've, I'm in recent, I'm trying to shed some of the COVID pounds. So I haven't, I haven't thought about getting ice cream there in a while, but I mean, normally I would probably put all sorts of different things in there. Um, but like it's, gummy I'm, bear? I'm currently, I, I'm currently a little bit ice cream free, but I could probably have a cheat day sometime soon. And I'd probably get a little crazy with some M&Ms or something like that in there. 
I think you should. I think you should totally go get some Yumi's ice cream. I'll go with you, by the way, just so you know. Okay. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready to do everything at this point. <laughs> we, we are going to be just going through all the concessions. It's just burgers and ice cream. And like every time we come to work, it's going to be a cheat day. <laughs> I, I, I mean, why not? So I had a total cheat day. So I had a, I had a birthday earlier in the month. And then my, uh, my team surprised me. Uh, I went into work last Wednesday and they jumped out at me and they were like, surprise. <laughs> and when you talk about a cheat day, okay. So one of the ladies at work, she brought, um, a chocolate fountain. I have never seen a real chocolate fountain on the go. And I had chocolate covered gummy bears for breakfast with some chocolate covered strawberries, chocolate covered banana, chocolate covered pretzels, chocolate covered Nilla, uh, biscuits or cookies or whatever those things are. When I tell you, I had chocolate all day. So I think that cheat day lasted me possibly all month. <laughs> well, if you're ready to have another one, maybe maybe in August. I'll um, do an August cheat day. I yeah, cannot we, do another Ju- Let's go July get some Amy's day. ice cream. Um, I'm ready. It, it's fantastic. And if, for folks who are going to be coming through the terminal looking for it, uh, they also have arguably – one of the coolest designed concession spots in the terminal. There's this gigantic um, paper airplane yeah. that's hanging above it with their Dion sign. It's super cool. It's kind of right over in the areas near Salt Lake and a couple other places. But if you, if you really are, I mean, you'll see people lining up there. Um, even like they, as soon as they open up, I, they don't open first thing in the morning because ice cream for breakfast might be a stretch. But by the time they open up, there there are already folks kind of like waiting around to get the ice cream there because it. Trust me, folks, it is absolutely worth it. I'm an old hand at it now. I mean, I had chocolate covered marshmallows as well. But I tell you what, though, if we go to Amy's ice cream, we both have to agree to not get Mexican vanilla bean. Okay. I, I will I will try something else. I've had some of the other ones and they, I just can't the name escapes me. I just remember someone recommended that one time and I was like, it's vanilla ice cream. How good can it be? And I'm like, okay, I got it. <laughs> it's good. It is good. It's amazing. It's creamy and it does. It it doesn't taste like regular vanilla, right? Like it has it has that little extra. I, yeah. I'm with oh. you, man. I'm with you. I do. I, and it's something I, I can't I can't do obviously with work purposes, but I know they also I think have some like boozy treats as well. Um, I need to figure out a way to like fly out of Austin and not be on the clock and maybe check one of those out. Cause those, those always sound really intriguing as well as just all their other flavors. Well, hold on a minute. Um, aren't you going on vacation soon? I, that's a really good point. I am. Um, I will be heading to Seattle and the Pacific Northwest next month. And I am super excited for that. Cause that will be an opportunity to get back out into some nature and, um, wander around. I'm going to be heading out um, to the Olympic Peninsula, which is one of my absolute favorite places in the world. Like beaches and mountains are where I'm at. So getting out into the mountains, doing some hiking. Um, There's some trails when I used to live out in that part of the world that I loved hiking. You go out into the far Western side of the Olympic Peninsula um, and you can just go along these rivers and like up into the mountains and I haven't gone all the way up to the snow line before. I don't think I'll do it this time either, but you can just get almost up into like the, just it's absolutely just breathtaking scenery. Oh yeah. And then what are you, are you flying into Seattle? Flying straight from Austin to Seattle. Um, 
We've got a couple different routes for anyone who is interested in planning some sort of trip out that way. Um, so it was actually really easy to figure all of that out. But yeah, it, sh- it should be a really good time for anyone who's looking to get out, um, maybe explore some nature. There's a couple different opportunities out there, whether it's Mount Rainier. I'm actually going to head over to like the Olympic National Park. Um, and so the, the, the trails and things that are out there are, like I said, it's just spectacular, giant old growth forests and all sorts of things. Last time I was there, we saw like elk running through the woods and like just really cool stuff. Oh man. Well, I'm glad you're going to get away because it sounds, it sounds epic and totally something that I would not do. So (laughs) (laughs) I'm the beach queen. (laughs) There are, there are beaches. I mean, they're rocky and it's cold, like Northern Pacific water, but I mean, there are technically beaches. They're actually gorgeous, rocky beaches. I'll try to get some photos because it's, they are, they're special as well, but it's, it's, I'm going to be getting out for the mountains and the forests and all of that because it just, having some nice big trees really kind of helps and figurates. And the other thing I'm looking forward to is there's, there's, it's just away from things. Did I ever tell you that I used to live in Oregon? Uh, yeah, I think we've talked about that before. So that, I mean, I mean, you, and so, you know, like the whole Pacific Northwest is like just a fantastic. It is. It is a beautiful place to go. Yeah. Um, but I know with that whole thing, I'm pl- it's the first time I have flown in quite a while. So it definitely like everyone else, it, going to be do- running through all of those tips and everything that we've been telling everybody else about on figuring out how they need to get through security and all those types of things. I don't think I'm flying during a peak travel time, but still going to be getting in early. Um, and of course, one of those things that is always the part to pay attention to with folks is parking, which is why I am super thrilled that we have a guest on who's going to be joining us in just a little bit here to talk all about the ins and outs of parking at AUS and what you need to know. Awesome. So we are going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. Want to stay connected with the Austin approach? Be sure to hit the subscribe button. You can also find us online on Facebook and Twitter at Austin Airport, on Instagram at AUS Airport, and on our website at austintexas.gov slash airport. Got a question or topic you'd like to hear on a future episode? Email us at the Austin Approach at austintexas.gov. So, Michelle, I know I mentioned with my trip to Seattle um, that like there's all those little steps with coming to the airport, and that very first step that you got to do when you first get here is parking. Yes. Um, And it's definitely one of those things that there's a little bit more complexity to it. You have a couple different options and things, but it's always super important to really know where you need to go and what you need to do and how all those things work, which is why I am thrilled to bring in one of our very good friends, at least for the the PIO team. We work with him all the time on things and getting information out. Um, Marshall from uh, SP Plus, if you could do a little introduction on yourself and just tell us a little about what you do. Yeah. For, first of all, thank you guys so much for having me on. I'm excited to talk about the world of parking at AUS. Um, but I'm, I'm Marshall. I work for a company called SP Plus, and uh, we we manage the parking service for the city of Austin um, at the uh, Austin Airport. Um, but I, I'm the assistant manager, and uh, I also handle our social accounts and um, some advertising programs. And um, I work very closely with the uh, airport PIO on on those projects. So if you ever see us, and I think that's something that's maybe we can get that out really quick. You'll see the airport social accounts a lot of times sharing things from um, a, a parking account that provides information. So it's uh, at ABIA Parking is, I think, your Twitter handle, correct? 
Yep. It's pretty, pretty similar on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Yeah, so if you ever see us sharing that, that's coming from them. And that really is the latest and greatest parking updates. Those are things that we get. We work, like I said, really closely together. So if you are going to be coming in, particularly during some of these busy weekend travel times, we know that some of our parking um, can get demand, can get a little bit limited. Be sure to go on social media. You can see what options are available and what you can do. Um, but I guess first and foremost, what are those options that are available? If I'm, if I'm a traveler and I want to head to the airport, where should I park? Yeah. So, um, obviously some things have changed post pandemic. So it's, you know, it's super important to know what the options are before you get to the airport. Um, so, so at this time we've got the blue garage, red garage and economy parking open with full shuttle service to the economy parking lots. Uh, the blue garage is uh, $13 a day. Red garage is going to be $23 a day, and that's the closest parking option to the terminal. And economy parking is $8 a day. The uh, the hourly rate for everything is $5 an hour. So if you're just coming to uh, pick up somebody pick up somebody from the airport or you're meeting somebody that's arriving or, or dropping people off, um, just uh, park in the red garage for 5 bucks an hour, and you can be in and out super quick. So welcome to the podcast, Marshall. It's nice. It's nice to see you. <laughs> oh yeah, because yeah, you guys be haven't. Like I said, it's weird because I I talk to Marshall all the time. You guys haven't met before. <laughs> no, we we haven't met, and I'm intrigued because I really want to know. Did you wake up one morning and decide that you wanted to manage parking? How did this work? It's <laughs> a great question. <laughs> talk to um, me. No, I did not. <laughs> so I I graduated college in 2017, and my friend was like. Hey, we've got this opening at the Austin airport for the parking service. And, you know, me being newly graduated, I was like, I'll take anything that I can get at this point. Right. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I was thinking parking, oh, that doesn't sound very fun, but you know, it's a job. And now I'm here, you know, four years later and it's actually really exciting as, as sarcastic as that sounds. But, uh, you know, it's, it's a lot more interesting than people think, you know, they think, you know, cars are in a lot and, you know, you don't have to do much, but, um, there's a lot that takes place behind the scenes that we do on a daily basis overnight. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of, uh, counting cars and taking inventory of the cars that are on site. And, uh, there's a lot of back end work that we, that goes into it to make sure that things are running smoothly and signage is placed properly. And, um, you know, it's a, it's a pretty interesting job. So what's your number one, um, sorry, what's your number one skill, Marshall? Like what, when, what would you say if you don't have this skill, don't go into parking? Um, I would probably say attention to detail because as we're, you know, myself and, and my boss, uh, Tom, as we're, we're driving through the lots, uh, just kind of taking an eye, get, keep an eye on everything and see how things are going. You know, you need to know that that sign is facing the wrong direction or it should be positioned this way because uh, someone's going to end up in the wrong lot or in the wrong space and they're not going to get a shuttle to the terminal. Um, so you really have to keep an eye out for things that are misplaced or uh, things that are out of the ordinary to to prevent people from being confused when they get here. <laughs> yeah. Because there, like, there are a lot of different options and there is like there's a lot of dynamic to it. I mean, I think it's something if you work around an airport long enough, and I'm sure you can really kind of vouch for it too. There's kind of an ebb and flow to everything and interesting kind of behavior patterns on how all of that works. And like you, you know, probably better than anyone, like, Hey, if I'm, if I want to park in the blue garage, what time of day do I need to plan ahead for? And all those types of little things, like you can definitely figure out how all of that stuff works and really see kind of the, 
ecosystem that is all of this. Yeah, a lot, a lot of people, you know, they they show up at the airport and, you know, they just expect to find a space in the garage or lot that they want to park in. And unfortunately, you know, sometimes that's not the case just based on how, how busy the airport is that day or or what's going on. So it's super important to check what's available before you get here and uh, and see what options are, are open and the rates and, and things like that. Um, usually the best place to do it is on abiaparking.com. Um, that's our website. We update availability, you know, on a moment's notice and uh, rates are all there and all the parking information. And if you don't want to hunt for a space, I know also on that website, you can make a reservation, right? Yeah, we have reservations available in the blue garage and red garage. Um, these are not like a typical reservation. So they're, they're kind of a premium reservation. So it'll guarantee you not only a spot in the garage, but a, a spot closest to the walkway to the terminal. So you'll have a, a designated space um, and they'll be individually signed so that you don't even have to look for a space. You just know exactly where your space is going to be whenever you get there. Nice. Is that for our highfalutin folks? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> for those who, who plan ahead and they know they're going to be at the airport and they travel a lot and you know, they, they need that space there. <laughs> hey, and you know what? I mean, sometimes like, I mean, that's, if you know, if you know you need to do that and you just want to like get that locked in, and it's just one less hassle to avoid. If you want to make sure you're going to, if you're like me and you're maybe going to cut it close on the flight and things, I'll say, honestly, as an airport employee, knowing that I, I can park an employee parking is such a like, I don't have to ever think about that. But I know if I was just traveling, that's definitely one of those things I would probably take a look at. And I know there's some other cool things, I know specifically with the Blue Garage, um, one thing that we don't really talk, we've never talked about on the podcast before, but it's like, it's a cool garage. Like, I know it's a weird thing to say, but there's, there's more to it than just like, it's a place to park cars. There are some interesting features. Well, hold on. Like, so first of all, I've never been into the Red Garage. So I, at some point, can I get a road trip into the Red Garage? Oh yeah, sure. We can go check it out, but I'm, I'm, I'm totally in for that. Yeah. The, the red garage is fun, but the blue garage is probably the most advanced garage I've ever seen. <laughs> I love the blue garage, but let me tell you something. So listeners, you have to hear this because it's true because I did not realize this for months, <laughs> but if you look at the ceiling in the blue garage, you're going to see green lights and the green light is what's going to tell you whether or not the garage or the there's a parking space, right? So we have lights above each parking space, and red means there's a park a car parked there, and green means it's vacant. Do you know how long it took me to figure that out? <laughs> but yeah, like tell I mean, what can you tell us about some of those features? Because I know we even did like we, when you guys opened all up, we kind of did a run through. There's some really cool stuff there. Yeah. So the the, the park assist system is a, it's a parking guidance system. So yeah. So whenever you pull a ticket at the gate, um, almost immediately after that, you'll see a tote board that has levels one through six on it. And, uh, each one has a number next to it. And that number is the amount of available spaces at that moment on each level. So you can kind of see, you know, level one only has 10 spaces on it. Maybe I don't want to search for one of those 10 spaces and I'll go up to level four that has, you know, 400 spaces on it. Um, so it, it just helps people park much quicker than they normally would so that they're not searching for a space that may not be there. Um, and then as Michelle mentioned on each level, there are, uh, lights hanging from the ceiling, uh, that indicate a space is available or full. So green is available or red is occupied. And then, uh, there are even blue lights above the ADA spaces. So you can easily find those spaces from down the row. 
I didn't even know those. That's really cool. I didn't even know about those ones. Yeah. And then, oh yeah. And then, the, and also the reserve spaces are yellow or gold. So you can, so you can identify those as well on level two. Huh. Um, but yeah. It's a super advanced garage and um, the, the parking guidance system has, has made it, has made filling it operationally for us. Typically we would have to have people in there, point people in the right direction, but the parking guidance system kind of ma- makes it work on its own. So it's great. I think the other thing that's super cool and I don't typically need to use it um, too much, but I've definitely like checked out to see how it works is there's those little kiosks right when you first walk into the garage that if you just flew on a trip and you had a great time, but maybe spent a little bit too much time in the sun and can't remember where you parked, you can look up your license plate. Yeah. So there's kiosk next to the main elevator bank or next to the two walkways. So there's two bridges and then there's one on level one at the walkway to the terminal. So um, inside the blue garage, there's kiosk. You just punch in your, your license plate number on the screen. It'll pull up um, a picture of your car and you can verify, yeah, that's my car. And then it'll show you a location on a map of where it's parked and what level it's on. Uh, so you can easily find your car if you forgot where you parked. You know, maybe you're gone for a while. Um, I did so not that, know that. Yeah, it's super easy. I did not easy. know that. <laughs> now all a, I have to do is remember my license plate number. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so take a picture of your license plate if you don't know it. <laughs> that is brilliant. Tell me again, yeah. where's that? I need to just uh, go in there and have that. What? Yeah, they're on level one and level two uh, next to the main walkways to the terminal inside the blue garage. And there's also a mobile app called Park Assist for Android and iPhone. Um, you can use the mobile app to search for your car and also see the space available. Uh, the space is available before you get to the airport. It'll show it by level, just like the tote board at the entrance. So you can find your car using the app as well. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it's really cool. I think there's a lot of different features with that. And I know you've got some other exciting things coming soon as well. Um, I know you first of all mentioned that our surface lots are opened, like you said. So we do have, and you said there's shuttle services for all of that. So what's what you that was, a, or I don't know if you mentioned that, the rate for um, surface lot parking? Yeah, so the economy parking surface lots are $8 a day, and we do have a full shuttle service to and from the terminal cool um which is always a great option that is actually when when i do travel that's the one that i have trouble remembering i'm like oh i'm in lot e i think i always every time i fly i will take a picture of the nearest sign it's my like thing i do i take a picture of the nearest signpost just to remember because that's that's my one bad habit if, if i'm not gonna be parking in a garage but i know like i said you've got some other cool stuff coming down the road that uh folks should really kind of look for what can you tell us a little bit about some of that um yeah so we've been working on um contactless pay- payments for the exit lane. So um, at some point in the near future, we will have um, the like tap pay if your debit credit card supports it. And then that will also include um, Apple pay and uh, Android pay. So uh, just some contactless payment options uh, at the exit lanes. So I've, I have a question, Marshall. We don't take cash anymore, do we? Um, no, we don't take cash anymore. And, um, if you, if you do have cash and that's all, that's all you have, then, uh, we, then just push the call button on the machine and our attendant will come out and help you out. Um, but we do encourage the use of credit cards just so we can keep everyone socially distant and, um, it, uh, keep everything, you know, moving along at the exit lanes. But if you, if you have any issues at the exit lane or you have any questions, there's a call button at the bottom, right? Just press that and someone can help you out over the intercom system. And I know you also have a lane I've seen signs for because we've gotten questions about it on social media with related to um, disabled veteran parking and those types of things. Um, you've got a, there's a specific lane set up for all of that as well, correct? 
Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that. So before uh, pre-COVID, you know, we we had cashiers and and disabled veterans would exit through the cashier lanes, but um, now it's fully automated. So our our cashiers have essentially moved inside the plaza building, and they help people via the intercom systems. So um, any disabled veterans, whenever you're exiting, uh, just press that call button at the bottom right, and um, our our attendant can validate your plates and remotely and uh, and validate your parking over the intercom system. Now, is there anything else that folks need to keep an eye out for the future? I know um, we have we have made some changes. Obviously, COVID has had an impact to so many different things here at the airport. Um, it's great to see that you guys are being able to bring back shuttle services because I know that was something we had to scale back over time. But are there any other services that might be coming back soon or things that maybe are on the horizon that folks need to just kind of be aware of or keep an eye out for if it's something that they're looking for? Yeah, so we for, for those that are um – you know, meters and greeters that are coming to pick people up or are meeting people at the airport or, you know, doing a TSA pre-check interview, stuff like that. Um, we are opening a new hourly parking service on level three of the red garage. It'll be just $5 an hour. So you can park and run inside the terminal, do whatever you need to do and come back out. And it's just the level three of the red garage is the easiest access to the terminal. Um, so that'll be open soon. And uh, just keep an eye on our socials uh, for, for when that's open. So like you said, you've been here now four years. Yeah. Yeah. Just over four years. Oh, wow. So, but you, so you've, you've seen a, a decent amount of changes here at the airport, but you've seen travelers come through. If you could give travelers one piece of advice related to parking, things that you see that would save them time, save them some friction, something like that. What, what, what is that piece of advice that you would give them as far as like, Hey, it, it, this is that one little kind of pro tip that would really help you out when you're heading to the airport to park. Yeah. So the, the best thing you can do on the day, on the day that if you don't have a reservation and you know, you're coming to the airport that day, you know, before, like whenever you're getting ready to head to the airport, um, just go to our website and check the current availability and what options are open. Um, that's the best thing you can do because, you know, what you don't want to do is you show up expecting to park in the blue garage and then it's full and now you're scrambling. You don't know where you're going to park. You don't know what the other options are besides the blue garage. And, you know, you may be running late for your flight. So um, the best thing that you can do is just check the website before you get it. It just takes two minutes to just look on the homepage of what's available and what the rates are. Um, so that we, we highly recommend doing that before you get to the airport. One of the things that I dislike about airports in general is trying to find parking and knowing where to go. One of the things that I really like about Austin airport is that more often than not, there's people out there, uh, in the, um, in the parking lots, like in the J lot or the E lot and they're, and they're showing you which way to go. I love that. Just so you know. They're standing out there in the heat, in the cold, and they're basically saying, don't go down that way, go this way. <laughs> We're going to find you a parking spot. I think yeah, that's pretty we, special. We try to keep people in the lots as much as, as possible. And we've got roaming customer service vehicles um, that'll that'll help you if they're out there. And they uh, they also help with, you know, complimentary tire inflations, jump starts, finding your vehicle and economy because the economy doesn't have the park assist system that the Blue Garage has. So if you forget where you park, but you know you're in an economy lot somewhere, just call us and we can send a vehicle to pick you up and, and drive you around and find your vehicle or give you a jump start or whatever you need. 
God, that would be the absolute worst. Like just thinking about like you just came back from your vacation, you're walking out, you get to your car, and there's a flat tire. That's that's really cool that you guys do that because yeah. oh my, that would that would just the, every bit of relaxation you had just gone. So that, that's that's really cool. Marshall, one of the things that we ask every guest is, do you remember your first flight into AUS into I Austin? Do. It was my first flight out of and into AUS. So. Um, I actually didn't fly out of AUS until I started working here. And, um, you know, we, we were flying to, it was my, uh, fiance at the time. We just got married a couple months ago. Um, <laughs> we were, uh, yeah, thank you. <laughs> we were, uh, we flew to Vegas, I think it was. Um, and luckily I had worked here, so it was super easy navigating the airport and I knew exactly <laughs> where I was parking. And, um, but it was, you know, it's very unique because the, you know, I've seen a few different airports by now and Austin is still my favorite. And I know I'm supposed to say that, but, <laughs> <laughs> but the, the feeling that you get whenever you get to Austin and the, the terminal is super easy to navigate. You don't have to hop between a bunch of different terminals on a train and you have, um, the local art pieces and the local food. You're not eating at a place at a fast food restaurant. You've eaten at you know, 10 times in the past week. Um, but I, I really enjoyed, you know, traveling through the Austin airport and it's, it's probably the easiest for me to navigate. So you didn't get married in Vegas, did you? Um, I do not know. <laughs> no, we did not. Um, we, uh, no, we just go to, we go to Vegas, you know, maybe once a year or so. It's like, I can't remember. I might've got married in Vegas. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> but that's actually, that's actually an interesting point. And I think it's something like you do notice when you travel, if you work at an airport, you definitely look at other airports. It's, I think it's just the thing. You're kind of like, oh, that's like, whether good or bad, but you'll, I definitely have done it. Like you'll just walk through the airport like, that's a decision. Huh? Okay. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't, <laughs> like, it's kind of like if, if, you know, someone just dropped me inside the Austin airport and I didn't know what city I was in, I would know that I was in Austin. <laughs> it's not an airport that you can just stick in any city and it works. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's a good point. But thank you so much for joining us today. Like we really appreciate it. I think this is something that's particularly with summer travel right now and a lot of folks coming through, being able to get a little bit more information out there about the parking services that are available here at the airport. The other big thing I know we didn't mention, it's always important to remember that if you are flying on Frontier or Allegiant, there is a separate parking facility uh, at the South Terminal and that's uh, accessible through a different roadway. So you come in on Emma Browning off of Burleson. Um, so it's something that we definitely encourage folks, if you are going to be flying Frontier or Allegiant, park on the south side, um, save yourself having to catch a shuttle and maybe miss your flight and all those types of things. Yeah, good yeah. point, Bryce. We want to be really clear on that bit. Yeah, and for those south terminal passengers on Allegiant Frontier, if you're, if you're flying in and out of there and you park over there or if you're flying in Austin, um, we do run an interterminal shuttle that will take you to and from the rental car center at the Barbara Jordan terminal. Or if you're, you know, catching a TNC at the Barbara Jordan terminal or whatever it is, then we do run that, that shuttle so you can transfer between terminals. Marshall, it's been lovely having you on the podcast. I am now well informed about parking. Uh, I think that uh, there's a lot more to it than I think people give credit for. And there's a lot more work involved. It's a complete mystery to me, by the way, how we shift and change our different lots. But, uh, you know, I think it's I think your job is super interesting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's more fun than it looks like. <laughs> I can assure you. 
But once again, thank you so much for joining us. Um, and we'll talk to you again soon. Yeah, thanks. Thank you guys for having me. So once again, thanks so much to Marshall Lamb for joining us today on the podcast. That was actually super interesting. There, There is so much, I think, that goes into parking. I, don't, I think sometimes we don't even really think about all of it, just like the sheer logistics they do coordinating all those pieces. So that was really interesting to hear some of that. I know, and a lot of features I didn't know existed. So <laughs> I've just completely leveled up on my intelligence of uh, the airport and parking. Yeah, next time you're in the Blue Garage, like seriously, check check out that the license plate thing is is really neat. Like it's and it's super fast and cool. But then of course, like the little green and red lights. I didn't even know about the blue and yellow one. So definitely learned a lot on all of those pieces. Yeah, it's pretty intricate stuff. Yeah, and it's also kind of again reflects kind of some of those options and why you do need to prep when you're going to be heading out on a trip. Um, but speaking of trips, as we kind of do our quick little closeout segue here, we always do like to highlight a destination at the end of the week. Yes. And I know we're just kind of looking through our list. We have so many nonstops that we can pick from. So at this point, it is kind of almost sort of, I guess, maybe not necessarily spinning a wheel, but just kind of see some of those ones that um, like we all kind of know, like your big Orlando's and New York's and Los Angeles and things like that. So kind of looking around our list to see what other ones are out there that folks maybe uh, might not know about, but it might be an awesome getaway for them. So what I think we have to talk about this week uh, is uh, Grand Rapids, Michigan. Never been. I have never been to Grand Rapids. I do not know anything about it. I'll be honest. I'm in the same boat. I do know that you can fly from Austin to Grand Rapids nonstop on Allegiant Air twice a week. Um, But other than that, my knowledge and expertise of Grand Rapids goes away. Fortunately, a good friend of mine who used to actually work with the city of Austin uh, has relocated to Grand Rapids. So I reached out to him to get a little bit more information. So uh, as we head out, we'll put it over into their capable hands to learn a little bit more about their city. Well, that's fortuitous. It, it really, really is. Um, so I'm going to let them take it from here, and they can talk a little bit about more if you are planning a trip out to that, that um, neck of the woods. Just a few things to know about their area. But as always, thanks for joining us here on The Austin Approach. I'm your co-host, Bryce Doobie. And I'm your co-host, Michelle Lai. See you next time. Hi, my name is David Green, and I live in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Grand Rapids is a great place to visit because we have something for everyone year-round. We're the gateway to West Michigan and everything it has to offer. World-class award-winning restaurants serve up creative and unique dishes with many of the ingredients regionally sourced right here in Michigan. And you can pair your meal with one of our locally produced beers, wines, or spirits. We are known as Beer City USA, and with more than 80 local breweries and distilleries, we're the perfect place if you're a fan of craft beverages. We also have a really robust art scene and have long been a destination for those with a creative spirit. There are a variety of public and private galleries and museums, including the Frederick Meyer Gardens and Sculpture Park. It's been listed as one of the top 30 must-see museums in the world. We're home to the very first piece of public art that was funded by the National Endowment for the Arts. And every fall, we host tens of thousands of people for Art Prize, the world's richest and most radically open art competition. We also have an opera, symphony, and ballet, in addition to being a regular stop for many touring Broadway productions and musicals. If you're a music lover, with more than 100 live music venues ranging from massive arenas and outdoor auditoriums to nightclubs and intimate coffee houses, you'll be sure to find something to suit your taste. From rock and hip-hop to country and R&B, we attract all the big-name acts and a lot of the up-and-comers alike. Now, personally, my favorite part about Grand Rapids is the year-round access to the outdoors. In the summer, temps hover around 70 to 80 degrees, making it near perfect to spend the entire day outside. Hiking, camping, kayaking, canoeing, mountain biking, or even just sitting on one of Lake Michigan's incredible beaches, it's all available right here in West Michigan. 
And yes, to all those of you that live in Texas, it does get cold and it snows here in the winter, but that doesn't stop us. We simply convert our hike and bike trails to snowshoeing, cross-country skiing, and snowmobile paths. Frozen lakes? Well, why not try ice skating or even a little ice fishing? We are a four-season city that does not let a little bit of the white stuff get in our way. But the best part about all this, everything I just mentioned is affordable and accessible here. We've got all the big city attractions without the big city prices. So if you're a family on a budget or you just want the biggest bang for your buck, you got to get up here to Grand Rapids. The Austin Approach is the official podcast of Austin Bergstrom International Airport and the City of Austin's Department of Aviation. Our theme music is produced by Michael Pinnock, the AUS Music Program Coordinator. Thanks for listening.